Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This is the 12th of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. Today, we're going to consider what we can and cannot control. Thanks as ever, Darren. So, reflecting back on the motivational states model from last time, what drives us into those various motivational state boxes? Is it as simple as an event occurs, causing a reaction and emotion in ourselves, leading to a state of survival or impossibility, for example? I'm focusing on the negatives here, as those are the ones we really need to deal with. Research tells us that it's not the event which causes our reaction, but it's our mind. We can probably all relate to that voice in our head telling us we're not good enough, undermining us. My coach, Janet Jones, likened it to a snake on your shoulder whispering in your ear. Do you recognise that? Women in general seem more susceptible to being undermined by their minds, but it can happen to all of us. So an event triggers something in our mind, as per the ladder of inference we've already talked about, and it sets up a reaction, encouraged by this negative voice many of us experience. Hard to be strategic if having a conversation with a snake, right? It's not a great outlook if this is the life we can look forward to. However, in all this there's hope, because the thing is, we can control our mind, a theme I keep coming back to. If the mind is what sets off our reaction, then how would it be if we could stop our mind from interfering and actually decide how we want to react to a particular event or situation, and then just do it? As Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. The solution is in awareness. If we're aware of and accept this phenomenon, then we can deal with it. As per the quote from Leonardo da Vinci, that you can have no dominion greater or less than that over yourself, self-mastery implies success, and without it we fail. If we can master ourselves, we can master others, and we have choice. Sometimes the choices aren't great, but we do have them. Nobody can actually make us do something unless it's with violence or force. They might be very persuasive, or they might even use tactics which make us feel like we have no alternative to the one option. However, we do still have a choice, even if the outcome or outcomes would be unacceptable to us. Being aware of this fact is quite liberating, and thankfully most of us listening today are not in a situation where choices are about life or death. They say the first sign of madness is talking to yourself. So I guess I'm well on the way down that road, as I talk to myself quite a lot. However, the question of choice and how we respond to a situation is often best managed through talking to oneself, I've found. It's about telling oneself to pause, wait, listen a bit longer, don't jump to conclusions, ladder of inference again, and choose how you're going to react before you do so. And for those of you who say this is premeditation and not authentic, I would say... This is totally authentic. You're giving yourself a little time to really understand and consider and not allow a reaction based probably on past experiences no longer relevant to intervene in a situation in an inappropriate manner. In simple terms, you're in control and you're allowing yourself to be the best you can be and to focus on the bigger and more important goals in your life as opposed to sabotaging yourself for no good reason at all. Mind over matter a very common expression reinforcing the power of the mind, but it needs to be held in check at times.
So, how do we start training ourselves in this potential conflict zone between ourselves and our minds? There are a few things I've found very helpful over time, as follows. 1. Keep telling yourself that you have choice, that you can decide which way you go at any particular juncture in time. 2. Take a breath. In any situation where you feel you may react without due consideration, take a breath and wait. It's unlikely anyone will force you to react immediately. And 3. Try to look at the situation from outside the frame. Distance yourself and see yourself in the third person. And ask in your mind, how would that person best react in this situation? Alongside this, when you do react, you can often control the reaction by seeing it as a piece of performance you are carrying out. You're acting a particular role, exploring it critically. The obvious question around authenticity comes up here again. However, careless reactions are not necessarily representative of our views, values and general behaviour. Here we're trying to best communicate our authentic selves to others. Another way to view things subjectively, which can help with our reactions to situations, is to think about the hero's journey. If you haven't heard about this before, it's basically the theory that many stories that we humans have come up with over the ages detail a hero's progress and follow a particular pattern. From taking up a challenge, after maybe refusing the call at first, to being faced with enemies, as well as friends, facing the ultimate ordeal, then returning home, possibly after some form of reward. If we can see our own lives or situation in these terms, it can be quite helpful, as it can enable us to view ourselves very objectively indeed, but also see a bigger picture happening around us, hopefully with a happy outcome. It won't work in all circumstances, but many have found it very useful in order to distance themselves and indeed gain control over emotions and immediate knee-jerk reactions, and indeed to see themselves and their journey ultimately in a positive light. Thanks for those insights, Caroline. I'm particularly looking forward to the next in the series where you'll talk about positivity, something I think it's important to strive for, not always easy to achieve. So some coaching tips on that, always worth listening to. Do come back for that. And until then, from both of us here, goodbye and thank you for listening. 